It's November 23rd, and you're listening to the Magnificent Fantasy Football Show. I feel like my my intros are getting pretty well timed with that intro music. Just a self shout out to me. Good job, Manatee Jackson. You're doing so good, Manatee, and that's right, it's Manatee Jackson here, on the mic. Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving week, DFS, gobble gobble assholes. Gobble gobble. We got three games on Thanksgiving slate to look at, and then we'll we'll get to the the weekend slate as well. You know, let's... Do a quick recap of last week as I dropped my phone. Had a pretty dialed in list. We went with Cam Newton, 51. That was delicious. Wish I would have stuck with that, not Dak at 72. Or jumped on the Lamar Jackson news and gone for Tyler Huntley at a solid 41. Didn't work, but Cam, boom, nailed it. Uh, running backs had three on the list. None of them were Jonathan Taylor against the number one ranked Bills rush defense. But you know what? Talent, talent prevails. We've said many times on this podcast he can break break away on any defense. So the buzzword for him these days is matchup proof until further notice. Jonathan Taylor, I'm sure they'll price him accordingly. We had Christian McCaffrey. Um, he did okay. Not a ceiling game. Did okay. We had Monty, David Montgomery. He had 95% of the snaps. Problem is, they didn't really stay on the field that much. So he only had like 15 touches. So if they move the chains, he should be doing pretty good going forward. Uh, Jay Con, Young Jeezy, James Connor. Uh, Fell into the end zone. He got you there. Wide receivers. A.J. Brown got hurt. That one sucked. Devontae Adams nailed it. Um, If I would have stacked that game and not the Cowboys game. Quez Watkins uh, and Brian Edwards. My two streamers of the week. Gross. Both got zero. I even started them in a redraft league. Got two spots. Zero points. Still one though. Shout out to Light It Up League and uh, Team Yard Sale, who lost when I started two guys that got zero points. Take that, Yard Sale. Um, Jamar Chase got a touchdown, but he only had three catches, so that sucked. <clears throat> Tyree Kill. I don't know what's going on with Tyree Kill, but he's turning into this Keenan Allen type of player where he gets a lot of volume and doesn't get over 100 yards receiving and doesn't get touchdowns. So he he got you like a solid 17-ish. You know, nine grabs, 70 yards, something like that. <clears throat> so I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm sure it'll it'll turn one of these games. Let's get into it. We got Thanksgiving turkey games. We got the the Chicago Bears leading the slate 
at 12.30 p.m. I think this is in Central Time. No, it's Eastern. 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Bears will be playing the 0-9-1 Lions. And the Lions will be playing without Jared Goff? Question mark? See what the latest is on Goff. We're doing this a little bit early, so you might not have all the right information here. He was limited on Monday. Okay, okay, we'll see. To be d- determined. Um, I trust Shefty. Shifter considered him unlikely to play in Week 12 against the Bears. So that makes it pretty interesting. How did Tim Boyle do? 27-year-old Tim Boyle from Eastern Kentucky who wasn't drafted. Uh, 15 for 23 for 77 scoreless yards and two interceptions. Well, you tried, Tim Boyle. You tried. So Tim Boyle's starting. Um, Yeah, Bears defense. Definitely in play against that guy. I know it was kind of a bad, you know, conditions weren't the greatest in that game. But the Bears, even without Mac for the rest of the year, Tim Boyle doesn't have anybody to throw to. You're not going to trust Hawkinson to mop up everything. I'm kind of interested in Josh Reynolds as the lead wide receiver now for the Lions when Goff gets back. But in this game, if it's Tim Boyle, gross. Um, I will also say you can run on the Bears, and that's probably what they'll do. DeAndre Swift has been soaking up all the volume. He's going to do it again here. (laughs) And in a three-game slate, um, can't miss. And he had, I mean, he had 33 carries against Pittsburgh in Week 10, and then he followed that up with only 14 carries. But he went from a 3.9 average yard per carry to 9.7. Last week, 14 carries, 136 yards, um, had three catches. So he's pretty much a lock on the Thanksgiving slate. They have him priced at 7,300. So he's for sure there. Putting him on that list. Um, And that's it for the Lions. Not touching any of those other guys. And then the Bears. Justin Fields. I think they already rule him out and said Andy Dalton's playing. So you got Andy Dalton against a really terrible Lions defense. Probably won't have A-Rob in this one, so that makes Mooney a must-start. Um, Fields, or uh, Andy Dalton's going to be able to move the chains. in Montgomery, if he keeps up with that 90-plus percent snap share, and they're moving the chains against the Lions. Who are, he already scored like over 20 points against them earlier in the year. Uh, Montgomery and Mooney are musts. Musts in this one for sure. Cole Kmet, perhaps. If you're feeling it, why not? I'm just not. I don't think I'm going to put down any tight ends here uh, on the list. But Mooney... Goodwin broke free and got over 100 yards on like three or four catches last week. Might be able to do it again this one. But kind of like Andy Dalton, uh, as as the cheapest quarterback option that you could go for, he's coming in at 55. 
Alejandro. So Montgomery Mooney must, and then build your lineup. If you can only afford Andy Dalton, not bad. Cole Komet, if he's like, if you're able to put him in there, not bad, <clears throat> but not making the list. So that wraps that one up pretty easy. Now, here's a fun one for y'all. We have Dallas Cowboys at home facing the Raiders. Kicks off at 3.30 p.m. And, you know, I, I really like the rushing attack in this game. I think they'd be smart to lean on Elliott. C.D. Lamb, not sure if he's going to clear the concussion protocol in time. It wasn't looking good for him. C.D. Lamb. Let's see what the latest is here. Didn't practice on Monday as an estimation. He's not expected to play. We already know Amari Cooper is out. Okay. Okay. How many targets did Gallup get? Gallup. He had 10 targets, 5 catches, 44 yards. He was on the field for 94% of the snaps. Volume and opportunity. Great, but production, not going to get you there. And pretty tough secondary. Casey Hayward, I'm not sure if he really shadows, but I'm sure the Raiders defense would want to try to focus all of their attention on Gallup, which makes me prefer Cedric Wilson in this game, who kind of operates as their slot guy. Gallup doesn't go in the slot really ever. Cedric. Cedric Wilson. They can kind of move him around the field. Only came in at a 63% snap percentage. Had seven targets in that last game. But at 35, um, that's some really good value there, if you ask me. So Schultz, I'm interested. But I, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with Titan yet until we look through all of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, so far every Titan we looked at is like, yeah, sure, why not? Elliot Zeke fully healthy. I don't know if Zeke is fully healthy. Last week, Zeke, 69% of the snaps. He was listed as limited. I know he banged up his knee in that game. <clears throat> God, sorry. This voice in the morning, always terrible. But thanks for uh, working through this with me so I can shake out all the the stuff before I work. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd expect more of a timeshare here. I do like the ground attack strategy versus the Raiders. But you'll probably see a mixture of Elliott and Pollard. You're really banking on one of those guys getting a rushing touchdown. Um, Probably be a low-scoring conservative game if you're the Cowboys and if that plan goes as you would hope. But Cedric Wilson, 35, only one that makes the list. Hard for me to fade Gallup just because he's not going to leave the field at all. Um, 
But again, it's kind of one of those things. He he didn't leave the field, got 10 targets, and only gave you nine points last week. And this week, he's probably going to be way more heavily owned at 5,900. I just am not that happy about it. <clears throat> All right. So the Raiders side of the ball against this Cowboys defense that's been pretty tough, led by Mark, Micah Parsons. Um, Brian Edwards not trusting him, which leaves really just, you're not going to go Zay Jones. Uh, run defense has been pretty tough. Jacobs isn't too appealing. Renfro will get some looks. You attack the Cowboys in the slot. Been saying that one. But Waller also lines up in the slot. Um, about a th- for a third of his snaps this year. So I'm thinking, thinking I like Waller here. So we're basically just liking, kind of liking every tight end. Just jam in whoever you can afford is what I'll just keep saying. But Waller at 64 isn't too bad. Hunter Renfro at 56. A little bit more expensive for him than I would like. Uh, I would put him on there. Hunter Renfro, 56, not terrible. Renfro doesn't get a bunch of snaps. I mean, he floats around that 60% range, but when he's on the field, they like to use him. You know what? They've bumped him up the last two games. He's gotten 72% snap percentage. Uh, on the year, he kind of floats around 52, 55, 44. And then he's just kind of starting to play more, getting to the 60s, you know, 50s, 60s, and the last two games, 70%. Um, <clears throat> against Dallas, if he has 70% snap percentage, he only had four targets last week against the Bengals, but for two weeks in a row before that, nine targets. So that's kind of intriguing. Um, he had two touchdowns. He had a touchdown again, each, both of those games and, you know, in weeks nine and 10. So he gets open. He's surprisingly a red zone threat. When you kind of think of big bodied receivers, you have to be a big body receiver to be a red zone threat, but not if you're a little guy that can sneak through and get open. So I guess, yeah, Renfro is in play. Uh, otherwise, not too exciting. I, I don't think they've got this at a 50 and a half over under Dallas favored by seven. The Chicago Detroit game, 41 and a half over under. Uh, that's pretty bad. So I don't know. We'll see. That's all we got there. Last game of the slate. Bills and Saints at 820. This should be a good game. Bills just got embarrassed by Jonathan Taylor. They even came out and said, hey, we're going to stack the box. We're going to do everything we can shut do to shut down the run and force Carson Wentz to make bad decisions. And <laughs> the Colts are like, okay, we're going to lean on the run. Good luck. And the Colts won that match. Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns. I would think 
the Saints would want to lean on Alvin Kamara if he's back. Let's get a quick injury update. Alvin Kamara estimated he wouldn't practice. Has he practiced at all last week? He started off the week last week with limited participation. And then he was just completely out. So if he plays, he's in play. I don't think they're going to try to rush him back unless he's fully healthy. So if he plays, for sure on the list. If not, um, I'm not going with Ingram. I still do like this run defense, even though Jonathan Taylor is trying to make you think otherwise. And this defense in general um, is looking really good. I think Trout, yeah, Troutman's out for the year, or at least for several games. So this offense, if it doesn't have Kamara, love Bill's defense. If it has Kamara, love Kamara. Otherwise, that's it. So Kamara on the list with an asterisk. And then on the other side, also you know, also really liked Saints defense all year long. Uh Lattimore and Diggs. Probably gonna see a lot of each other. And Quez Watkins got zero points last week. It seemed like a smash spot against the Saints defense because Gardner Johnson done for the year. They don't know how to really defend the slot with him. How are they going to really do it without him? And this guy steps into the role. Who is he? PJ Williams. Uh, What is he? A six-year pro, third rounder, 28. He is getting a pretty high PFF grade. So I thought I liked Beasley for the same reasons I liked Quez last week. Uh, but I think Beasley gets a downgrade. I think this whole offense gets a downgrade. And I'm going to fade him. I'm going to fade every single one of them. I know, I mean, it's not just going to be a you know, field goal game, but there are going to be a lot of kicks. I'm not going to expect a lot of touchdowns. So on this one that has a 46.5 over under, maybe that's appropriate. It's going to be a defensive battle, and I'm staying away. Unless Kamaro's in, that's the only guy in play. So that wraps up the Thanksgiving slate. So if you look at it, what quarterbacks do I like? Do they like... I mean, we like Andy Dalton. Um, I think Dak and... uh, What's-his-face? Derek Carr would be good, but I'm staying away from... The Bills, Saints. So no Simeon, Seaman. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen, no thanks. Andy Dalton, I think, is my quarterback of the week. Otherwise, you know, De- DeAndre Swift and Montgomery are locked in at the running back, back position. And then we got Mooney locked in at wide receiver. I'd say Wilson probably is locked in. And I had Beasley, but I'm off of him now. (sighs) And got Renfro instead. Otherwise, tight end. Waller's in a good spot. All those tight ends are really in a good spot other than the Saints and the Bills. 
So that just means Schultz, Waller. Um, you could even do Hawkinson, but I, I'm just, I don't know. I don't trust that Boyle guy. Tim Boyle, if he's only going to pass for 77 yards, I'm just only going to trust the run game there, Swift. <clears throat> and um, yeah, Komet on the other side. So whatever. And then defense. Who cares about defense? Bill's defense looking pretty good if there's no Kamara. So that is it. Pretty dialed in there, if you ask me. Really just have to figure it out at what tight end and defense, which is what you want. Maybe one wide receiver. See what you can fit. Um, All depending on if Kamara is playing or not. So we'll see. Stay tuned. All right. Let's just try to run through this slate because I think we wasted too much time on this Thanksgiving slate, but Thanksgiving slates are what it's all about. So I think that'll be a really good one and it's not going to make the weekend slate as fun or exciting in my opinion, but it's always fun and exciting. So if we look through this, Weekend slate. Um, you know, Bengals at home versus Steelers. Mixon just proved he was elite. I think he's in a really good spot just looking at this matchup. Uh, Jamar Chase is in another good spot. These cornerbacks are not good. I think this offense is going to score a lot of points against the Steelers defense. And I don't know how the Steelers stayed in that game. Um, when was that? Was that Monday night? No, Sunday night. I don't know how they did it. That that offense did not look good. So I'm not trusting anybody on this offensive side of the ball. So really, it's basically everyone on the Bengals side is in play. <laughs> uh, you know, Burrow, Mixon, Chase Boyd, Higgins. Let's see if Boyd has a good matchup. Yeah. They all do. So this whole Bengals offense is going to be kind of hard to figure out. I like all of them. And then the Tom Brady is going to Indy. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor against the Bucks defense. I loved Barkley last night because Vita VA was not playing. And I thought... I was going to create some uh, big holes against the stout run defense. And it kind of did. Um, Jonathan Taylor again proved that he is matchup proof. So against a banged up defense. Who's starting to get some pieces back. They got Murphy bunting back in the secondary. So I think if you're the Colts, you need the same game plan. Just lean on Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Um, You know what? Let's let's hold off for a second here. Skirt. Do we even have prices yet? Okay, good. We do. We do. We do. Gave myself a curveball. So Taylor is at ninety one hundred. Um, I think he's worth it. So Taylor on the list for sure. That's it. So we have Bengals offense and Taylor so far. Um. Other side of the ball, uh, love Brady, don't love Fournette, 
and love everyone Brady's throwing the ball to. There's no AB. Evans and Godwin are very good plays this week. So if you've got if you got Brady, you could stack him. He's the highest priced quarterback at 76. Uh, his wide receivers, Evans at 72, Godwin at 7. I think you could stack all three of those guys, to be honest. It's looking really good in this matchup. Um, and that's all we got there. So hopefully we can just keep cruising through this thing. I think I gave myself a curveball. I was only going to do the Thanksgiving special, but we had all this time. I figured, why not? So Bengal, or sorry, Dolphins at home versus the Panthers. And Tua is facing a tough defense. Stephon Gilmore is back and healthy. Um, Waddle, I think they're going to have to funnel targets to Waddle and Gasicki in this one. Just kind of work the middle of the field, work the slot. Uh, it's going to be really tough for them to run the ball. They don't really have a good run game anyway. So <clears throat> I give Waddle and Gasicki an upgrade in this one. Um, not going to put down any tight ends, but Gasicki is the third price at 53. I don't think that's worth it. Waddle, we got Waddle. Waddle's down at 55 or 59. I think that's a steal. So that's for sure in. And then we'll flip it. Um, I like this Dolphins defense. They blitz a ton. You can definitely run against them. So McCaffrey is in play after he kind of burned everybody last week. And then he takes a slight price increase. He only went up 200 bucks, but it looks like it's way more. I don't like passing against this um, Dolphins defense. Anderson is kind of lining up in the slot, getting a few more targets, but it's going to be another McCaffrey game. I think, I don't think I'm going to trust Newton to get it done again. Second week in a row. What are they, they got to price at 56. I mean, it's not bad. He could still get a rushing touchdown. I just, I don't know if he's going to repeat, but Taylor and McCaffrey are both in play for the top two running backs. Just kind of like I love that. That's the old strategy. Get like three of those premium running backs, and then just find three cheap wide receivers to jam in there that are gonna get targets or get a lucky touchdown. And that's been the most successful in the past for me. So I like how that's shaping up so far this week. Excuse me while I slurp on a coffee. <clears throat> uh Okay. Yeah, so that's all we got there. We got McCaffrey on the Panthers side of the ball. 42 and a half over under a very low scoring game being projected. And then Love Waddle on the other side. Titans going to the seven and four Patriots. The eight and three Titans and the seven and four Patriots is surprisingly really good matchup. Um this makes it tough for Mac Jones. He's pulled some miracles this year. He's looking like the best rookie quarterback um, from the draft class last year. I think the Patriots are going to run the ball a lot with their two studs. I'm not going to try to guess who's going to win the timeshare. 
And the point total, what, 44 and a half Patriots favored? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm not going to try to guess Bill Belichick and what his plan of attack is here. And the Titans, A.J. Brown's got a tough matchup. I just don't like, I don't like the, the passing game for the Titans against the Patriots. Foreman and Peterson will probably be used quite a bit. And is A.J. Brown even... I, I'm not even going to look to see if A.J. Brown's healthy. I don't like it. I just don't like it. So, yeah, I don't like anything in this game for two powerhouse teams. Eagles going to the Giants. Tom Brady can run on the Giants. He had the longest run I've ever seen him do last night against the Giants. So I think Jalen Hurts will be able to run on the Giants too. <laughs> we'll start on the Daniel Jones side of the ball. And tough perimeter defense, Darius Slay, probably going to be looking at Galladay all day. Tony is the number one guy. Um, Vontae Maddox just got a paid. So he's... He's going to try to earn his paycheck and lock down Tony, which makes that tough. And Barkley needs to be healthy because if he is, he's going to feast in this game. So it looks like he kind of messed up his ankle a little bit, but at 63, if he's fully healthy starting this game, Barkley is a must start. And that's all I got to say about that. Uh, Hurts. <laughs> Yeah, again, if Brady can do it, Hurts can do it. Miles Sanders can do it, too. Uh, Miles Sanders came back, almost got 100 yards rushing. And like 14 carries or something like that. I don't like any of these pass catchers. Um, I kind of like Goddard. I like Goddard, Sanders, and Hurts in this one. But I think Hurts' ceiling is capped just because he's not going to be able to pass it too well. And Hertz is, oh, I was scrolling down for him. I'm like, where is he? He's the second price guy at 73. So that's not worth paying for that. And a tight end, Goddard, fourth priced at 48. Not bad. Miles Sanders, he has to be down here. Where is he? Where'd he go? Do I keep passing him? Miles Sanders. He must be really cheap. 51. Really good price there. Okay. Yeah, last week against the Saints. Jeez. 16 carries, 94 yards. Um, really like Sanders this week. It's going to make it tough to get those high price running backs if there's so much running back value out there. So yeah, Miles Sanders... And I think that's it for me. Hertz is too expensive. Goddard, third price, 48. If it works, it works, but not going to force it. All right. A few more games to zip through. We have Falcons going to Jags. Gross. This game is freaking gross. Um, James Robinson, if he's 100% healthy. <laughs> more value at running back position. Jeez. James Robinson, how much is he this week? He is 62, <clears throat> so that's a good spot for him. And it's making me want to fade um, 
top price running backs this week, just seeing all this value. Robinson last week. Let's do a quick search. Last week, Robinson only got 63% snap share. Didn't run too well and got a touchdown. Um, you can run against the Falcons. I'm not going to. Yeah, he's banged up, not getting all the snaps. I'm staying away from Robinson, even in a good matchup here. And nothing else really stands out to me as a must play. Maybe Chenault. Maybe that's something you need to think about. Maybe Chenault gets an upgrade with Agnew done for the year. Working more of the slot uh, could really get the volume. I'm wondering when Agnew left the game last week. Because if it shows Chenault got a quick bump, that would be one I'd be considering. Yeah, I think Chenault is interesting. He had eight targets last week, five targets this week, and now he's playing the Falcons. And the look should go his way, so I'd put Chenault on the list. It's not pretty, but if he was the one punt play I call, I'll take it. He was only 44, so I think that's worth it. So Chenault's making it. And that's it there. And on the Falcon side of the ball, Pitts is it. That's it. That's all I want to talk about. <clears throat> So Cal Pitts comes in at second priced overall at 61 for a reason. Makes sense. Not putting him on the list, but worth noting. And then the Jets going to Houston. Who do we got in this game? Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor came away with a W last week. Um, God, I, I love the perimeter wide receiver boost versus the Jets. And that has me screaming Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins in this game. I think I'm going to stay away from Cooks because that, I think he just draws a little bit tougher of a matchup. But Nico Collins, let's, I mean, Cooks had 83% snap share versus the Titans, only three targets last week. Nico Collins. If there is ever a week for a blow-up game for him, it's this week. He only had 59% snap share. I think Chris Conley got more involved last week. Yeah, Chris Conley kind of split the snaps with him. Okay, so that makes it a little risky. But if there ever was a week for a breakout, it would be this week for Nico Collins who comes in at 32. So if you need a punt option, do it. We could build two lineups. Well, Conley's 39. I think that's too expensive. Cooks, 58. (sighs) So we're not going to put anybody there, but I'm going to take credit for calling them out if they hit. So thank you. All right. Flacco, the flak attack. Ty Johnson versus run defense. Kind of a tough run defense. Flacco might be able to spread it around and get it done to Elijah, to Corey Davis. Oh, it's just a tough, gross game to look at. Um, you know, on the Jets' side of the ball, Moore is only 56. 
Ty Johnson's only 43 with Michael Carter out. I think he'll get some catches. <clears throat> he had, yeah, he had still had seven, or no, sorry. He only had one target last week with Flacco at the helm. How many targets did, that's the thing. If, if Flacco's passing it to the running back, he only threw the ball to Carter once and to Ty Johnson once. So it's a cute, cheap running back. I don't think it's worth it for me. Um, Flacco at 52, if you want to punt that, you could get lucky. I mean, if Corey Davis is only 48, Elijah Moore is only 56. That's where you need to look if you need value um, in this one. But I just can't. I can't put a jet on the list. Sorry. So we're going to move on, and we're going to look at three more games really quick. And I mean it this time, darn it. Um, yeah, Broncos facing the Chargers. you got to run against the Chargers. Downgrade for all the pass catchers. Judy in the slab versus Chris Harris. Um, Sutton got paid. Maybe he does it. Tim Pat- Patrick could also do it. Running back by committee, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, going to get it done. None of them making the list. Fant. Okay matchup. Actually, not really. I don't like tight ends versus Dar- Derwin James. So nobody, nobody, thank you. And the Herbert-led Chargers versus Mike Williams in a plus. Eckler in a plus. And we got, yeah, Allen for sure in a plus. So like all those guys, it's kind of fun looking at the Chargers because it's always just, they have plus matchups. It's like, you know, Herbert, Allen, Williams, Eckler, all in play. It's easy. Like, don't even have to check any blind side, blind spots, look anywhere else. Herbert's only the fifth highest priced quarterback at 66. Love it. Eckler, third highest priced running back at 84. Love that. And then you got Keenan Allen at 7,400. Was he fifth highest priced wide receiver? Mike Williams. Got to scroll down for him at 5,700. That's a disgrace. He for sure makes it in there. Um, I haven't been writing down any of these guys on my list, so hopefully I remember when I when I go back and recap. But two more games really quick. Rams going to the stupid Packers, and stupid Packers won't be able to run the ball against this Rams defense. So no thank you, AJ Dillon. Ramsey and Adams are going to have a battle. Uh, Valdez Scantling proved he could get it done. And they might need to lean on him in this game. So I actually really love Valdez. Valdez comes in at, wait for it. Let me let me type the V, the A, L. 4,100, yes, please. Love that. Love, love, love. Okay. So Valdez makes it. Other side of the ball, Cooper Cup for sure. Um, you know... Jefferson destroyed this defense. These cornerbacks have been picking on all year, but they've been up and down. So too much risk to start Beckham. But he could get it done. But yeah, Cup is as safe as it gets. Um, Not going to run against that team. So that's all that makes it here. And we're looking at how much for Cup. The Coop. 
He was number one at 96. Yikes. Not paying 96 for that. No, thank you. He'll have a good game for sure. He may actually be worth it. Uh, last game of the slate, your stupid Minnesota Vikings. They're not bad. Second favorite team of mine. I'll, I'll say it. I'll admit it. Versus the Niners. And the Niners aren't going to have the best time running the ball against this defense if A.J. Dillon couldn't really get it done. Um, this defense won't be able to stop Debo. Kittle's going to have a tough time as well. But Ayuk and Debo are both pretty good plays here. And Ayuk and Debo, how much for y'all? Debo comes in at 79, so that's fair for him. I think he could return that value. Brennan Ayuk, 53, not bad. Uh, So that's it. And then Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook will be okay. Probably not going to be worth his price point this week. Um, As always, he's just one of those guys, though, could get it done versus anybody, but he's 81. Just too much risk for my liking, and he hasn't really proven it this year. Justin Jefferson, I actually really like him in this matchup. I think Norman and Mosley are really going to be able to do too much against him. And that's that. Um, And they come in at... Jefferson, 83. Thielen at 67. Could be worth it if you want to pay it. Um, but that's all I got. So if we round it up, and if I try to remember everyone that I picked, um, I like Jefferson, 83. Thielen at 67. I think they just both have to make the list just to cover my ass. Uh, Green Bay, I love Valdez Scantling at 41 or whatever I said. <laughs> God, this is the worst podcast I've recorded. Sorry, but thanks for listening through this if you're still there. Um, Rams side the ball, Cup, if you want to pay for him at 66. And then we liked um, nobody on the Denver side. We liked all the offensive weapons on the Chargers side. So Herb, Keenan, Mike Will, they all call Mike Will under six. Ridiculous. Eckler, third highest price, 84. Um, cheap Jets weapons versus this Houston Texans defense question mark. Something to look at there. Uh, staying away. I mean, Chenault was interesting, but that's it. And then we had Miles Sanders, very cheap. I think that was it there. And Barkley, I like both running backs in that game. We also had, God, this is such a bad recap. I'm really sorry. Um, I'm not touching the Titans Patriots game. Uh yeah, C Mac attack and Waddle. Loved Waddle. Loved uh Mike Evans and Godwin and Brady. Jonathan Taylor in that one. Um anyway, I think you kind of get all the Bengals offensive attack was the other one I went. So you guys kind of get the gist. Um sorry for the lazy rundown. But hey, we got through it. You know, it could have been worse. could have been a lot better. But hopefully that helps you narrow it down. Good luck. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.